gloves are off. The gloves are off. And freedom of speech is absolute. Welcome to the Uncensored Podcast. Where nothing is off limits. So stick your trigger warnings up your ass. Y'all need Jesus! <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We have DLD After Dark joining me. My name is John Crump. I'm an investigative journalist and an author of this book right here called Masters of Firepower. Let me go ahead and turn on the lights here. Yes, there we are. Let there be light. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Crump, can I just say that I love your shirt? No, thank you. Did you wear yeah. this on purpose? And I Rich is not. here. Um, hopefully his sound isn't too bad. I, 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 adjusted, I, I adjusted his uh, mic settings, so I think it should be uh, better. All right. All right, that's good. And we have Flying Rich here. Flying Rich is in the dark, of course. I'm just driving along with AI and high subsonic. Okay. All right. Yes. And we're not going to pull a shooting gallery, New England, and do like. Yeah, play that intro uh, 74 more times. (laughs) Okay. This is the Uncensored Podcast where we discuss things that we can't discuss on YouTube. This is mostly for audio, but we do do video on Rumble. So you can go to rumble.com slash C slash Uncensored every monday at 10 p.m we're running a little bit late tonight because some stuff happened but we are getting kicked off right now kicked off getting the show kicked off right now not where yeah. kicked off um and uh, we're going to be talking about is this the end times is this war war three and i've been stocking up in fact look right here look what i have a bunch of water shawls Nice. Are those off-brand life straws? Uh, they're not off-brand. Off-brand. They're actually practical survival. Survivor. Survival. Oh, sorry. Um, I wouldn't say they're off off-brand because they're from the same factory of life straws. I got a bunch oh, of life straws, and I found out that they also make their own. Uh, not life shawls, but the company that makes life shawls, they have their own. Oh, party. really? Yeah. Nice. That's pretty dope. And it's actually cheaper. And they're like the life shawls are just white labeled uh, practical survival shawls. Which would be- oh, wait. So we could, like at the DLD hardware store online, you could do like DLD life straws? You want me to white label life straws? <laughs> that's, I feel like that's very Black Scout I, survival of me well, to do. I think you should put. You know your logo on it and say suck it yeah yeah uh, yeah um i got something coming up soon that you guys are not even gonna believe you guys won't even believe all right well that, that's good we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later but let's go ahead and jump into today's topic and that is, is this the end times? Will World War III start? And I want to kick this off because the whole Israeli thing kind of spurred this on. But I think it's been building before that. Uh, like, even before Ukraine, it started building that. And with new new developments like uh, the, the testing of nuclear weapons again. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's we're getting to a dangerous place. Then we have the Iran stuff. Um, 
we have the the Hutu rebels shooting missiles at our boats. Aegis, good job there. Kill. Um, <laughs> and also, like, the drone attacks also. Uh, air defense systems, good job there. You know, you know, you have all this stuff going down in the world. Mm-hmm. And you have possible sleeper cells everywhere. And it looks like there's a couple different areas. And so I was thinking about this. And the first question I want to answer is, or ask is, how much is weak leadership involved in getting to where we are? Or would it happen with no matter who's in office? Weak leadership from the Bidens. Rich, you want to take that? or? Wow. Um, so, first off, you, you would have to assume that or, or there would have to be leadership from Biden. So uh, whoever is controlling things and making decisions for him, um, I don't know who that is. So I, I'm going to pass on that question. I, I think it is because this is the, the leader that I want and the scariest person in the world is the guy that abhors violence, that abhors war. Mm-hmm. but is not a pacifist and yeah. will go to war because that's the type of person that you want because other people know that they don't want to do it, but if they get forced into it, they're going to throw everything at it to end it as quickly as possible. Yeah, you got to walk over the chessboard. And I don't think Biden is that person. Right. So uh, a couple things. I, I think, um, so there's different layers to it. So is um hold on, I'm getting hey, Rich, you. Or, Rich, you can mute yourself and just unmute when when you need to talk. A lot of feedback coming back, man. Oh, okay. Um here did I or here no, he muted himself. No, that was me. Rich, you gotta mute there you go. Okay. Uh, so, okay, so there's a couple layers to this. So, um, like you said, there there is no real leadership coming from him or, uh, you know, anyone, uh, you know, from the um, the Biden leadership or whatever you want to call it. I, I, but at the same time, I, I think there's um, if there is a, if there were another leader in that position, I, I don't believe that a president would, um, you know, save us from this or, or stop this from occurring. Um, however, uh, I think that if, um, would this necessarily happen if somebody else was in office? Maybe not. It depends. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of pieces on the board, but the other thing that I'm more c- concerned about, honestly, is that I don't necessarily think that this is a lack of leadership from uh, from Biden and, and, you know, the administration. I honestly think that um, this is potentially much scarier. This is potentially a, a president and an administration that is caring more about person personal gain and potentially doing things like involving us in conflicts for their own personal gain or for their own political propaganda or whatever bullshit they're doing. I I think they're involving themselves in Ukraine and Israel for the wrong reasons, because they can then start to use these situations as their own fucking piggy bank. 
and they can, you know, so I, I think that's kind of the dangerous place that we're in is that the president and the administration doesn't give a fuck about the country. They care about themselves and are now potentially doing things that could compromise not only the entire country, but the world for their own personal gain. No, I don't think it's just the president himself or the Biden or the U.S. president. I think it's all 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 those everyone from the cabinet to, you know, anyone involved in the administration to Congress to senators to all. all I'm saying I don't believe that is just all the U.S. I think you have places like like Chairman Xi, Xi in China. And other places that look in Iran are taking advantage of the situation to get what they want. Um, And I think that is the danger. You have a lot of leaders out there, the leadership in Iran, a lot of different leaders out there that believe Assad. Assad believes that, you know, he can quell quell the civil war in Syria. And I think a lot of these people are using this whole situation as their personal get out of jail free card, their personal piggy bank. There's a lot of reasons. They're not really looking out for their people. They're looking out and this goes right to Putin too. They're looking out directly to their own personal benefit instead of, instead of fighting. It's a tiger King theory, right? They don't have to be one good guy. They can be all bad guys. Yeah, I, I think uh, so, I think we just said the same thing with different accents. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What I wanted to chime in with is I only remember Donald Trump having one military action, and that's when he launched a hundred effing cruise missiles into Syria and took out a Russian airbase. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we took out a Russian airbase in Syria. It, it was some, I believe it was an airbase in Russians were there and he let them know, hey, incoming, get yeah, out. There, were, there was a Syrian airbase, but they said, hey, we pull you people out. We got to blow this shit up. And they did. And we blew the shit up. That was Syrian, though. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it yeah. was Russian, so, but whatever it was, he launched 100 effing cruise missiles. Yeah, that's a whole lot. That's an F-ton of find out. And that's the kind of president we need. We need a president that's not in it for a prolonged war, doesn't care about profits in the military-industrial complex. You want a guy that's going to knock over the chessboard and say, oh, yeah, there's more where that came from. Well, think about it, though, even and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying from from my perspective, it's like, okay, so if I don't think we were in the situation um, that we were with Trump because he he wasn't involving himself in these types of situations or involving the country rather in these types of situations, whereas now these conflicts have come up. There's no coincidence that these things are, are happening right now. Would we be in the same situation if, um, you know, these types of things happened um, when we had a different person in in office? Could it have been different? Could it have gone differently? I I believe so. But now we have, uh, you know, people in leadership in the United States that are literally gaining out of being in these situations. They are financially benefiting from 
you know, from Ukraine and from Israel. And, and at the same time, we have shit happen in our country where they're, you know, unfreezing $6 billion or six, was it six billion? However much money for Hamas, right? And then they're, uh, you know, right. they're you, you mean to Iran? To that, Iran, sorry. Stop, though. That, 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 uh, uh, the Qataris did seize that money again and lock it back up. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying they're they're not exactly frugal with money when it comes to uh, you know um, the types of things that they've been doing, especially in these conflicts. So they're they're throwing money all over the place. They're throwing money at Ukraine as if it was our first and only child they're uh throwing money at israel and then we have uh you know hawaii literally catching on fire and so much fuckery involved in that so we we don't even need to necessarily get into that or the conspiracy aspect of it but then all those people are like yo we're homeless our homes burnt down what do we do and they give each household seven hundred dollars you know it's we're not taking care of ourselves, our country, our the countrymen, the people yeah. within our country. And funny, how, funny thing, how close are we to Joe Biden's we... on the beach, and then we got hostages uh, taken by Hamas. Joe Biden's on the beach. But how close are we to World War Three? Is the question not? I mean, I, honestly, I think we're being played, and we're a lot closer than than we would like to think. I think we are being played by uh, several other you know, foreign nations that are banding together to potentially come after us. And I think it's an excellent, and I'm, I'm saying, I think, because I'm saying, I think, right. I'm not saying that, well, I've done all this, you know, um, you know, extensive research I'm saying, I think from my perspective, it is, it is plausible, maybe not even probable, but it is plausible or possible that these other countries are saying, Hey, let's involve them in all these other conflicts to when all these things occur, they're draining themselves of their, you know, their own military capabilities. They're draining themselves of resources. They're, you know, uh, it would be a premier time to strike the United States, which would put us directly in World War III. Uh, I hear what you're saying, but if you look at the size of the U.S. military technology, um, the amount of firepower, the amount of everything that we have it, it, it i don't think i mean if that's their plan it's it's a dumbass plan people, people have done dumber things to like the rest of the world combined yeah i mean people have done you know things that were even more stupid than that i mean if you think about it like take the size and the capabilities of china and russia and whatever i'm just saying you know, you know like if several nations you know work towards attacking us and then at the same time if you sent in you know 20 plus infiltrators every single day obviously there's way more people than that but i'm uh, th- that are coming through the border but i'm just saying like uh throw in you know x amount of infiltrators that are coming in per day that that are becoming armed that are becoming trained that are you know hopping up into uh you know chinese housing that's uh you know um uh strategically uh purchased right next to uh you know air bases like united states air bases or airfields in california but let's say something did kick off how Mm -hmm. fast do you think though that 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 land would be taken back i mean it's not like they're gonna say okay we can't go in there because it's chinese owned if it's if it's chinese owned i'm 
pretty sure if a war kicked off between the United States and China, that land would be uh, seized yeah. like immediately. So yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, but I still, if you look at the military budgets, the military readiness, and everything else. I, I just don't. I, I don't think that they're stupid enough to believe that that would work. Well, I don't think, uh, and, and not to say, I, I, what I'm not, I'm not saying is like I think you know they're going to kick off a ground war and like approach an airbase with AKs. I mean, what I'm thinking of is like, uh, okay, so let's give this example. So, how many tons of ammonium nitrate was taken from the uh, the train? I think there was another one that wasn't w- widely reported on, but what three tons something like that of ammonium nitrate was taken yeah i think you're getting to the point which i was about to go to so keep on going down this rabbit hole okay so here's what i'm thinking i i don't think that it would be like a ground war that would be snuffed out so quickly we we could literally just deploy local law enforcement in in different states if there were you know they wouldn't get close to the i mean we have our military to be able to blow up ships before they even got yeah, yeah, it wouldn't. I, I don't think war. I don't think war is going to be like that anymore, right? I don't think our our traditional sense of like a kinetic event is going to be like that in the future. What what I think is like so. Let's say you know we have all these people coming in uh, to the border every single day. There is no no you know slacking on um, you know people coming into the border. We have the potential of other countries, uh, you know. Who knows? Maybe they they well whatever their plan their, their plans are right. Um, if there were to be uh, you know attacks that let's say those the three tons of ammonium nitrate was separate into separated into a dozen different box trucks all over the United States, and then those dozen box trucks boom all went off same time, same moment, and and you know all these 12 different places are hit, boom. And then at the same time, all these other things, you know what I mean? There's like a coordinated attack. And then that's when so-and-so happens and whatever. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that there's going to be like a ground war. I'm saying that if, if anything, they've learned from our previous military conflicts that, you know, if you throw all your troops in the middle and say, go get them. I mean, that's just a, a uh, you know, a spot that's waiting to be carpet bombed. Now, well, so when you think about it, a world superpower, the first time a world superpower was taken down was when the Americans hid behind the trees and shot the British instead of standing in a line and, you know, taking volley fire. So Thank you, Baron von Steuben. Yeah, that's... So it, it, it would be... Nobody would be dumb enough to like sail their one or two aircraft carriers to like the east and west coast and come at us. You know that that's that's total lunacy. When you think about things, the the nearest country, China has an aircraft carrier. I think I, they may have two. Um, they got, on, got one on order, one built, but uh, their aircraft carrier is less advanced than our least advanced aircraft carrier we we have uh privately owned yachts that are more advanced than their aircraft carriers but i think snoring rich nailed it what what i was i guess the message that i was trying to convey not very gracefully was uh he says dark i think means attacking us on as many fronts as possible viral social depravity shock and all etc yes so if if at the same time you know all these 
12 box truck bombs go off at whatever the most terrible places you could think of at the same time that we get a cyber hit our water and our electricity is absolutely a place that they could crush us that's that's where i was going for that's that that's my point uh fourth and fifth generation warfare working together you have Mm -hmm. small attacks i don't think it will be a simultaneous attack though i think it will be here, 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 here's all your stuff. Your, your little cells go playing your own shit and hit. Yeah. Because that way there's less chatter and less, and less prevention. If everyone, if all these different groups are working independently, but is funded. And I think it would be something like that. I, I don't think the idea that they would have would be to hold land or to actually invade I think it would be to cause so much chaos that you crush the economic power of the United States and the morale. Yes. And because crushing the morale would be a huge piece because all these, uh, the rifle behind every blade of grass. Yeah. When those rifles uh, don't have food, water, and they have low morale, they, they don't shoot as straight. Right. So, and I, I, again, I don't think that, you know, um, so all the land being owned like by Flannery uh, Group or Flannery Holding, whatever it is. Which I always think is funny because it sounds like it's Irish. Yeah, I know. It's, it's funny how they did that. Um, but I, I don't think that like the purpose of that would be for like ground war or anything. It's the, the tactics are, are this. Um, spread as many attacks as possible, as much fear as possible. Do the most depraved, terrible things to the most protected classes of people that we possibly can that they possibly can. I don't want that to sound wrong. And um, when things like that occur and the people in power don't know who the enemy is, who do you fight? Right. And that's the thing with this fifth, fifth generation shit is like, you won't even know you're at war and your general populace is being subverted by like fucking cartoons and shit. Like they, they have no idea. They're too busy scrolling IG and you know TikTok and shit and so i don't think that like that those buildings uh the flannery group buildings like the if anything those are for you know before during and after or yeah or like uh you know hiding assets or you I know whatever do. i think they're just for monitoring could be yeah just information we are the information in- is is critical yeah 100 percent. yeah um, information is definitely critical, um, and I think that's where we have to, you know, to take a bet, take a a look at because they're not going to hit us, you know, in a conventional war. They're going to they're crushed. I mean, it's it's not going to competition, so they're going to try to take our morale. They're going to try to take cut off our power. Uh, you know, or energy, you know, make us hungry, crash the economy, you know, try to make us turn against each other, which they're doing a hell of a job of doing already. Yeah. Yeah. So to try to, because they have to, if the, if, if the forces of evil want to take over the world, they can't take us, they can't take over the United States. So, or, and, and, to a lesser extent, Canada or Mexico, because they're on, you know, they're connected. Mm-hmm. So what they want to do is they want to put those in disarray to prevent North America 
from entering into conflicts other places where they think they have a better chance. What I think they would do is they would try to cause as much disarray Mm -hmm. as they can while they grab out to nations that they think they can beat the, you know, the Iran's whatever, you know, like Iran, you know, goes into Iraq, goes into Kuwait, goes into wherever, Syria. Mm -hmm. Um, Iran wants the Middle East. Russia wants Europe. Yeah. China wants Asia and to a lesser extent um, parts of Africa. So while they are trying to sow discord in the United States and take us off the board, that way they can grab the targets that they want. I don't think that yeah. they would ever have any plans of trying to invade or anything. It's just to put us in disarray until they can grab it. To distract us enough. Yeah, and and I think that the the best like um you know the best way to describe like kind of getting a picture in your head right if if the United States is a, a massive stone statue, then you know if you have um, a thousand guys and you say all right all you guys run at the same time and try to use your body weight to knock down that statue it's obviously not going to happen right so if you take those thousand guys and say okay you 10 go over here and do some you know shady small unit shit you put some explosives over there okay you 10 you go over there you do this you 10 you start you know planting small like drilling holes to be able to plant small small explosives all around it like you know and actually coming up with tactics and okay and then you guys you guys you know kill the electricity that is the you know security around the statue and you guys and all of a sudden you got your your thousand men split up into you know a hundred different groups and it's like okay now they actually have a strategy on how to slowly but absolutely surely take down that statue that that that's kind of the way i was thinking about it well, the way I'm thinking about it is like during David Storm, instead of going after the big cities, they went around the they went around the big cities and hit the, and hit their targets. I I think what their plan is to do is to cause chaos and confusion so they can grab what they want and then isolate us. And and how close do you think we are to that? Pretty damn close. Pretty damn close time-wise, or just kind of um, based on recent events, or, or what do you think? No, I've been saying this for a few years, um, and it's just not me. If you look at uh, the Doomsday Clock, uh, mm-hmm. are you guys familiar with the Doomsday Clock at all? Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask about the Doomsday Clock. Did they move it like you know to twelve thirty? Because oh, no, 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 it's, it's twelve fifty nine and uh, it's twelve fifty eight and thirty seconds. Oh, I, I mean, you know, past midnight. It, it should be oh, you know sorry. like thirty minutes past. It's, it's ninety seconds to midnight. And that's the the bulletin of the atomic scientists. They have something. It's this is the most dangerous time we have ever lived in. It, and well, look, don't don't get me wrong. If, if if another Obama got elected, they would move the doomsday clock like twelve hours earlier than midnight. Realistically, <laughs> we should be thirty minutes after midnight with opioid brains. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. So uh, th- that brings me to the next question. If uh, 
Yeah, Safety Harbor Firearms uh, says Russia and China do not have logistics support for offshore wars. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that's why they're trying to split it up. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, that's why I don't think that they would. It would be more of a uh, of a you know confuse, isolate, contain policy more than an invasion policy. Yeah. I'm going to grab a drink real quick. I'll be like 30 seconds. Yeah. But I do think that it, that puts Americans at great danger at home. And I think if you're not preparing, uh, you're, you're behind the eight ball right now. I think it's time that you need to prepare. You need to get started. You need to prepare. You need to do stocks of the take stock of everything that you have, not just ammo, not just guns. I have plenty of those. But I also have medical supplies. I have um, developing a group of people that I can depend on. We have a couple different doctors, a couple different nurses. We're building our supplies up. We have food. We have water, and we have plans. And I don't. If you don't have those, there is nothing that you that, that you can do more important right now than to prepare. And maybe you don't ever need that. And that's a great thing if you don't ever need that. But you have to prepare. You have to learn some skills that will help you if everything goes crazy. You cannot depend on the fact that the Internet will be up forever. You cannot depend that you're going to be able to go and turn on your water and and there's going to be water there. Or you're going to be able to turn on your power and there's going to be power there. You have to... You have to prepare for that not to be the case because when World War III comes and it, we're getting closer, guys. I hate to say that, but we're getting closer. I hope that we never cross that line. And I don't think we're to a point where we are definitely crossing that line, but we are getting closer. But if World War III comes, it's not going to be a land invasion. You're not going to see people invading from Canada or Russia. You're not going to see amphibious landings. You're going to see chaos. You're going to see rider trucks blowing up outside buildings. You're going to see terrorist attacks. You're going to see drivers driving through areas. You're going to see power grids being shut off, water supplies shut off. You're going to see the... uh, Food supply cut off. You're going to see attacks on manufacturing. You're going to see attacks on food productions. And that is what really gets scary because in three days, most people are out of food and they yep. don't have a plan. Have you guys ever seen our, you know what? I kind of just walked in this conversation. So no, I, was saying that, I was saying that you need to be prepared for whatever comes and that means stocking up on food medical supplies building a group yeah the the doomsday preppers used to be a thing where people used to watch that show and laugh at these people yeah and now people are like yeah i need to uh i yeah. give you an example are you guys wearing optic shirts Yes, yeah. this, this was not planned, by the yeah. way. I just want to say this was Gideon Optics is the sponsor of all my shows. But I'll give you an example, right? During COVID, I had a room full of toilet paper. Because I stock up on stuff, so I have thousands and thousands of rolls of toilet paper. Because I but don't give them context, though. You didn't have a room full of toilet paper 
because of COVID. No, I had it before. You had it before. And most people, yeah, I just want to make sure people know that. Yeah, I had it before. And when COVID hit and the stores were running out of toilet paper, you know how many people are caught up in that laughed at me and like, ah, you're never going to need all those toilet paper. You're never going to be able to go through toilet paper. Call me up and I was like, hey, man, uh, I know you got a bunch of toilet paper. Uh, can you sell me some rolls? Yeah. Oh, we just got a like. That was that cool. Was did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Apparently, people say that if somebody likes the stream on Rumble, which guys, please, while you're here, do me a favor, give it a thumbs up. It's going to kind of, you know, push it up in the uh, algorithm and it'll recommend it to more people, uh, which Rumble does a pretty good job of that, of it being live. But uh, um, they say that it's a it's a big delay. So if somebody hits like, then it may be like 20 minutes before it pops up. Um, well, and this is the screen to see the thumbs up. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of an interesting thing to where, you know, there was a time and I think part I've brought this up before on my show. Um there was a time where people looked at, you know, I hate to use the term doomsday preppers, right? But like that's that's what the show was called. And they always did a really good job of low-key making these people look like insane idiots, right? Very, uh, you know, uh, even if they're financially very well off, they just seemed like, I'm prepping for an EMP that, you know, come for, it was always a specific thing and it was, it, it just didn't make it look good. So it, it made these people look like, Oh, preppers are crazy. Preppers are uneducated and preppers dedicate their entire lot, their entire lives and livelihood to shit that they'll never need or use. Right. And then all of a sudden, like we found ourselves, like there was a time when, uh, you know, in the area that uh, um, that I live where we had a blackout for days and days, right? We needed shit then that, that I used from my survival, you know, kit or whatever. There was times Europe. where... Hmm? I was in Europe during that time. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, there were times where, you know, you're on a boil notice, right? The, people always think that, you know, oh, you're, you're preparing for the... And I hate hearing this and I hate saying it too, but the zombie apocalypse right but they don't realize no there could be a blackout and and you know we may need to use this there could be you know an issue with water there could be something as simple as you know uh a you know catastrophe like a a storm right like you never know what it may be but isn't it always better to make sure that you're prepared like there was a point in time where we didn't call it doomsday prepping we just called it living prepared just living right like people had homesteads and people had you know they had to take their meat and put it in lard and can it can their meat in lard so it would last on you know uh these 52 week missions where they have to take a freaking wagon from you know point a to, to point b right like they it was just living homesteading was just living your job was tending to your your land and your family and it, it, now it's like oh if you do that you're crazy you're a psycho and you well, hate not, the government not so much anymore because i think people are finally getting it as we get closer to war or three they yes they are they are now but there is still a group of people that are just completely sleeping at the wheel and they think that oh you're you're a prepper because most people they will not say like oh i got a little bit of food a little bit of ammo a little bit of guns they will not come out and just say that they're preparing out of fear of 
whatever. So what other people think or I something. I got a question. How many of your neighbors are like, well, when the shit hits the fan, I'm going to your house. I'm like, yeah, don't don't even bother knocking. <laughs> yeah, a lot. And, and uh, honestly, you know, I just kind of laugh. But in my head, I'm like, if the shit hits the fan, you come to my house, I'm leaving with your gear. And uh, you're, you're, you're decomposing on my lawn. Yeah, Snoring Rich uh, actually brings up fentanyl. He's bringing it up. Uh, we On our other show, John Carpenter Live, we looked at some of the fentanyl people out there, the fentanyl zombies. Yeah. Um, I think right there that the fentanyl stuff is a precursor to World War III, and I'm going to explain myself here. During the Opium Wars, Britain flooded China with opium mm-hmm. to crush the society by getting their society hooked on opium. We're seeing the same thing, but only it's China flooding the United States. And I know the fentanyl is made in Mexico and comes over the border, but these cartels are buying precursor stuff from yeah. China. Yeah. So China's flooding Mexico with the precursors to make fentanyl, and then fentanyl is coming over the border. And they were literally taught how to make by yeah, fentanyl yeah. by by the, by China. literal scientists in China. That, yeah, Chinese scientists went to Mexico, worked with the cartels to teach yeah. them how to make. And that fentanyl. is one hundred percent confirmed. Yeah, and that's not a conspiracy theory. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So I think. That is part of the precursor to World War Three. is the whole fentanyl epidemic. And you mean that by it, it, it was an effort to, um, you know, kill people, bring down, because obviously, you know, opiates specifically, who do you think the, 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 I guess, gender, sex, whatever. Um, Military age males. Exactly. Military age males are the number one opiate user. So you're thinking that like that was a tool to attack, take out some of those people, but also like poison the the general populace or poison like, the general your... populace, uh, kill productivity, increase crime, lead to death, all of the above. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's so. I will say one thing on Snoring Rich's comment. Um, have uh, have any of them seen people on fentanyl? The zombie apocalypse already exists. Remember this, okay? Um, so so what those people are doing that are literally like standing in the middle of the street, nodding out. There, most people that that you know are familiar with opiates, they know that when you do a, a lot of opiates or mix opiates with benzodiazepines or alcohol and other things. They multiply the effects of each other. They're synergistic. So when you see people like that that nod out, whether they're sitting down or standing up, they're they're basically like dozing off, but they're awake. They can literally jump back up and and strike. They could attack. They could do any. They're they're still completely mobile, even though they're totally fucked up out of their mind. They're in a nod at that moment. So if if we went into like all out warfare and not, we're they're not in rim sleep. Yeah, exactly. They're they're just they're nodding out. You can get woken up and jump right up and, and fight right away. And and trust me, if if you've ever had to administer like Narcane uh on somebody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You when, know, I, when I was a paramedic, man, when you when you hit them with narc narcan, 
They're just oh well, wow. You you strap them down before you hit them. Yeah, that because sucks. they're gonna wake up dope sick and pissed off. And now I will say though, also nowadays with the potency of fentanyl, it's taken like three or four Narcan inhalers to get people up, and they're still like in a yeah. daze. It's pretty crazy. That used to not be the case. It used to it's always it was always one and done. One, and you keep a second for a backup just in case. But you never like I, when I was you know working for the rescue the fire rescue department. Uh, I've never seen it where we had to hit someone more than once. But now yeah. talking to those guys there with the fentanyl, they're they're hitting them. It's, Two, three, four times. Yeah. So I mean that's the the stuff is bad. Yeah. Very like, bad. We had a discussion of Don Mann with the fentanyl on our other show. Yeah. Um, I I think. I don't have the uh, the best way to like craft the words to you know put the message out, but the way Snoring Rich said it is is my thought process on this. And Rich, I'd like to know your thought process on it too. And I do think that fentanyl is likely an element of it. I do think that you know how do you subvert a country, right? Or uh, you know how how to enter into World War Three? Subvert. A country subvert the general populace have them focused on the most trivial stupid shit but trivial stupid shit that causes division right break the morality put them in uh you know some type of economic crisis which have you guys ever seen um with where we are now with supply chains being fucked up with the cost of things i, I talk to my people at the grocery uh, store every week and the cost of shit now is way more expensive than it has ever been obviously there are some other situations where you know things have uh changed for whatever reasons right but we're talking much yeah this is just normal shit right there, there, there was no event or anything there i mean obviously covid but that was different now i'm like seeing signs in the grocery store that says due to supply chain issues this so-and-so product is not available and so then you you throw that in there right um we're you know making less we're spending more we're you know totally divided our our just the whole culture is is fucked up and then you also have the physical aspect of like we you know we could actually end up in if there are attacks all over the country right like people like us may actually pick up a gun and, and go fight bad guys you know um but i think all of these things then you incorporate cyber you know a cyber attack then you incorporate you know the water then you incorporate the power then you incorporate obviously wi-fi is a big issue um like all the, all those things you take all those things and then you add explosions everywhere then you add you know just information trickling in here and there about an attack here there was an attack here there's an attack there when they when they're able to spread out and hit us for a very long time over several different types of um you know areas yeah i think that that's uh i don't think it's gonna be in like it's cities yeah i i you know i think uh i don't know because the other thing was like man i i would never live to see anything like red dawn happen and then we just saw it less than three weeks ago or uh, uh, yeah less than three weeks ago right we saw freaking paraglider paratroopers raining down ak fire on civilians yeah, I mean, I still don't think we're going to see a red dawn in the United States, but I, I, don't think, I, I just think it's going to be isolate. And I think 
our issue with World War Three is because they're going to try to cause so much chaos here. We're going to have to mm-hmm. survive fighting ourselves for resources. Yeah, and and I think that uh, the division piece is one, but imagine what the division would look like when our neighbors and people in our community are literally starving to death and dying of thirst. And honestly, I think World War Two, uh, World War Three has already started, but having cyber warfare, man, uh, like it, it, people out there know I work cyber warfare. I used to work cyber warfare at least, and I can tell you right now, I mean that shit is going down every day. Every day it's happening. Every day there's battles on the internet. Um, over information, by the way. Over information, yeah. Yeah, which is what we were talking about earlier. Information is literally uh, currency in, in you know any type of war. Yeah. And think how, how technologically dependent we are. You know? like Extremely. Safety Harbor Firearms talks about how people don't know how to read maps anymore, and they don't. That's true. That's a good point. Most people would have literally no idea how to get around without you, their phone. You hand someone a compass. How do you use a compass? My, my kids, they're in scouts, so they learn how to read a compass. They learn how to read maps and yeah. all that other good stuff, um, which is one of the reasons why we put them in scouts, so they can learn those actual skills. Yeah. Yeah, most people, um, especially younger kids, teenagers or, you know, young young men, let's say, you hand them a compass, they're going to be like, mine's broken. It keeps moving when I turn around in circles. You know, they... They're they, supposed to be pointing in the direction I'm moving. Yeah. They, you know, they can't read maps. They can't... It, I'll tell you, it, if if something happens to where the uh, the power and, and the Wi-Fi get killed first, bro, it is going to be uh, a, just a, a nightmare. But I look at these conflicts like in Ukraine... They still had power and internet. Oh, they're flying fucking drones around. There, you know, it, it's kind of bizarre to to see that. Uh, but yeah, Walt brings up a really good point. Learn how to read a map, and this is why I always say on my show: water, food, shelter, security. If if you get to a point where you know, if it's just if shit is going down, whatever it may be, if you can't get to the store, if you can't get being able to take care of you and your family with what you got right then and there is the most important thing so get your water food shelter security right and also make sure that you are working on your relationship with god whoever your god is well uh, i i got a new book out by the way called master of firepower you can pre-order the kindle version right now or you can get the hard copy or paperback and if you want to read this during the apocalypse then i would suggest the uh the 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 paperback or hard copy but i have i have a couple different um, SAS survivor guide and survival guide and stuff like that. These books, they haven't been hard copies, but I do know someone who bought them all because they wanted to be a prepper and they bought the Kindle versions of them, which I think is probably not the best idea. Yeah, that uh, books will, will live forever as long as man doesn't destroy them. Um, Kindle versions, uh, not so much, but uh, anything that you value that uh, what, excuse me, whether it could help with survival, whether it could be something that you pass down generations and generations like books are a a currency, right? Bic lighters, mark my words, 
Bic lighters will be currency. <laughs> if shit pops off and we're in like real SHTF situations, Bic lighter. But yeah, uh, support John's book as well. Do you know how to start a fire without a without matches without a uh, without a big lighter? Excellent you, question. You should learn. Yeah, and do you know how to start a fire in a wet on a wet ground with wet branches and and wet timber and you know can you do that or if you dump your fireproof matches in water for some reason, do you know how to? Do you know how to ignite them? Do, if you drop your your lighters or your whatever your ferro rod, you, do you, you know need what waterproof to do? matches and water. You said fireproof matches, or I'm sorry, waterproof matches. No, yeah, there there is that. a way. So the depending on what matches you get, fireproof matches. Sorry, uh, I was thinking fire in my head, but um, yeah, your waterproof matches if they get dunked in. Uh, depending on what they get dunked in, uh, you may have a difficult time striking them. Right. So you take two, you rub them together like sandpaper until one goes up and then both of them will light. Little tri- little tip for you there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a lot of different things that you need to learn because this conflict is approaching us faster than anyone. Well, I guess a lot of people think. And let's say World War II doesn't kick off. There could be something else that kicks off. Black Swan event. You know, we're Black Swan Media Group, so a Black Swan event could kick off. A Black Swan event. A Black Swan event is something that you don't see coming. Uh, it comes out of the blue. Like you can prepare, you can prepare for EMPs, you can prepare for this, you can prepare for that, but you have to prepare to survive anything, including a Black Swan event. A Black Swan event is aliens come down which we're we're really screwed but it's something that you don't see coming it it could even be um that hey during the ammo crisis um enemies or whomever loaded a bunch of uh our ammunition or nato ammunition or whatever military ammunition with uh he you know (laughs) and all of a sudden dudes run out to to go you know in some type of firefight and their guns detonate in their face and that's how it's happened the united states used to drop uh like game bags yeah they, they literally dropped uh pallets of 762 by 39 in uh yeah. in vietnam and it it hap- it's happening in ukraine right now as you i'm going to give you credit for finding that yeah that was and that was a whole different level of fucked upness right there. I, there's a video of a guy in Ukraine that uh, was showcasing a battlefield pickup mag. It was actually a gorgeous green uh, Bakelite mag. I know, I would and, love to have it. Yeah, man, I, I haven't actually seen green Bakelite in person. But um, it was a 545 mag. And Rich, are you still with us? Or are you busy? Is it he? He's he's all okay. I'm just checking. Um, and um, and in the video, it's like 30 to 60 seconds long. And the guy is showing a 545 mag that looked like a regular ass magazine that had the brass in it, right? It had the live rounds in it, but at the bottom, it had um, an altered follower to where there was an 18650 battery. And then the follower had a wire on it. The wire was wrapped around it and it was set here 
to where if one cartridge was racked into the chamber of a gun or if somebody grabbed the mag and slid one round out or popped one round out, boom, that um, wire connects to that battery, completes the circuit, boom, that shit was packed with high explosives. Probably Comp B or R- maybe probably RDX, more likely. No, I, I think it was RDX from what I read. Yeah, and it was packed. They probably had 10 rounds to 12 rounds in that thing, and then the rest was packed with HE down to the freaking bottom. Yeah, one of the things, if if the end times do kick off war or three do kick off and there's like, you know, like a lone wolf attacks or sleeper cells get activated, one of the things that I think that they're going to use is a lot of IEDs, improvised explosives. For sure, yeah. Uh, That is the ultimate force multiplier. Even if you have no idea... um, about explosives, I think it's time that you learn. Even if you have no intention of ever making an explosive, it's still time that you learn. Because hold on, is this John Crump saying publicly that people should study up on energetics and explosives? I, I never said they shouldn't. I was just curious. I just never have openly said that on YouTube either because I don't want to be picked off. Well, John John Crump told me to do it. Yeah, but you should learn. I mean, I'm not saying you go out there and build it, um, or you even have to, but you should learn like what makes what, so you can actually see the warning signs. Yeah, it's important to know, even if you know just enough to be dangerous. It's important well, to know. It's not only that. Let, let's say shit starts kicking off, and your neighbor starts uh, has a big stockpile of ammonium nitrate. You might want to yeah. start wondering what the hell's going on. You may want to take it. <laughs> yeah, you might want to do that too. And and that is ammonium nitrate. And um, oh, I mean, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but uh, there's a lot of crazy ways that yeah, you can. Much you want. So you can oh, take. Um, that's true. You can take uh, the hexamine tablets that are used for you know fuel cells when you're camping and shit like that. And you can literally take hexamine tablets and you can synthesize RDX. We're talking like what, 6,800 meters per second, I believe is what RDX detonates at. The crazy Um, thing is it's not hard. Yeah, it's not hard at all. It's actually very simple. You've probably put more effort into baking a souffle than it is to synthesize RDX. And and check for me, John, what uh, meters per second uh, RDX detonates at. Something like ammonium nitrate. For anybody that's shot uh, tannerite, like close enough to feel it, uh, those little like 16 ounce things uh, feel like hand grenades when you're that close. Well, for for a point of reference, okay. 8,750. 8, wow, wow. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so meters per second, which is insane. Yeah, meters per second, friends. So this is a completely different level. We we are used to measuring projectiles in feet per second. <laughs> meters per second is uh, you know, the uh the next level of craziness. But think of it this way. When you look at RDX and how people are like, oh, you know, they turn people into pink mist, they're not joking. Uh tannerite, which absolutely has and likely will kill more people, tannerite is just ammonium nitrate and aluminum powder interrupted by a you know high speed projectile it's a, it's a binary explosive yeah 
And you, like both, that's why they sell it, uh, sell it separately. Legally, yeah. you're allowed to buy it separately. Once you mix it, you can't transport that anywhere. Yeah, you can't like store it. it. Yeah, you can't store it or anything because it's considered yeah. an explosive at that time, so you have to use it. Yeah, and that shit is very powerful. Would you say it's it's powerful, John? Yeah, depending on how much you use. I mean, it's not going to be as powerful as like RDX or... So that shit's detonating at like 2,800 meters per second. So it's still very powerful, right? But at least having the knowledge of, um, you know, um, how to make some rudimentary explosives, right? Do you have cannon fuse? Do you have, you know, some things that... Uh, Tannerite detonates between 5,000 and 7,000 meters per second. No, there's that's Ampho. There's no way that's Tannerite. Yeah, this is... It's saying tannerite is between five and seven thousand meters per second. Yeah, that that cannot be correct. Hold on, let me see. I'm telling you, meters per second. Let's see. Fifty pounds, sorry, base. Four thousand. That's that's FPS. Are you sure that's not okay? So this on Google says between five thousand and seven thousand meters per second. Yeah, I, I found some explosive papers that did some stuff on it. But everything I looked at in the past was at like two thousand nine hundred, two thousand eight hundred meters well, per second. It, it, I think the minimum velocity of whatever sets it off has to be traveling at 2000 feet per second. Yeah. I think there may be, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to be wrong. So how fast is Tannerite? It says 2000 feet per second, but we know that's not correct. No, that's how fast the, uh, the, uh, to reliably, to reliably is to hit it. So I, uh, um, there's some, things that you can do to kind of uh, study other people doing stuff like this. And some of the other people that I have studied doing things like this uh, did things like um, what would set off Tannerite, right? Because from, think of it like this. Have you guys ever seen those videos where they take like 10 one-gallon jugs of Tannerite, put them all next to each other, and then they shoot one? What happens when they shoot one? Um, Chain reaction? Yeah, all of them blow up, right? So that's called a sympathetic detonation. So thinking about like, okay, do do you have to shoot Tannerite to make it explode? If if you needed to use, um, you know, the world's best, um, uh, which I'm gonna call it, um, either force multiplier. Sorry, the equalizer. I always say the ultimate equalizer is uh, explosives, but that that you know one man can turn a, a you know ten man team into mist. And of course, I, I would never say like don't do anything, don't break any laws, don't hurt anyone. But if if you're in a situation where you need to use explosives to save your life and and the innocent life of others, if there is no rule of law, you do whatever you have to do to survive. That's all I'm saying. But um, anyway, so some people have studied this and they're like, okay, so since, since Tannerite is, um, you know, uh, you're able to have a sympathetic detonation, then you just need something that is equivalent to, or like at what point would it explode? Right. If you set off a firecracker next to Tannerite, it won't do anything. Shoot it with a nine millimeter. 
99% of the time, it won't do anything. But if you take Tannerite and aluminum powder, put it into a blender with some 209 primers, it will completely detonate. But primers are also pretty uh, energetic, too. So, yeah, but the primer is going to hit more than uh, 3,000 I mean, feet per second with the explosion of a primer. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, uh, like, I don't know. I mean, it's probably sending metal frag out at some, you know, I, I don't know what, what speed it is, but, you know, you can study stuff like this. You don't have well, to do plus, stuff like this. Plus, when you break down the pellets, you you way lower. And if you yeah. stick it in the blender, it's going to yeah. crush those pellets into powder. And yeah. Tannery powder is a lot. It mixes it very well. And then you add a you know quarter ounce of some diesel fuel. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, that would be AMFO. Uh, well, it's a little more complicated than that, but essentially, ammonium uh, nitrate, aluminum, and diesel fuel is poor man's AMFO, uh, which they still use for demolition to this day. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Um... Just don't use tap pee. Whatever you do, it's not worth it. It. it you may as well be using touch powder for. Uh, you know, first off, it's no Top good. Of you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. You are going to blow up yourself or someone else that you don't want to blow up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing. Learn about different things and their usefulness and everything else. Um, get yourself a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook. Sure. A lot of that shit doesn't really work very well, but you know. Yeah, but you, you know what I'm saying. Get yourself copies of a bunch of different things. Yeah, um, you and, can get IED field manuals. IED field manuals; those are great. Yeah, prepare, prepare, prepare. Because if we are in the end times, whether it's a religious end times or whatever, then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to fight. There's an old yeah. saying that says, "There's no atheist in foxholes." Yeah, the, there's another saying that I like to say, and there's no pacifist in the apocalypse. Mm. Yeah, because Very if true. you're if you're not willing to fight, you're gonna die. You fight yeah. or you die. I want to yeah. get on to something else since we're just talking about like World War II stuff, and that is the return of the draft. A lot of people were three, not two, World three. three, yeah. A lot of people are concerned about the return of the draft. Yeah. Um, and I don't see it happening right now. Not at this point, maybe right. down the road. Right now, I don't think so. I, I think um, looking at the sheer numbers of like, what, who who are we most likely to go up against? Russia, China. Yeah. And the, the sheer numbers that we have, even though for some odd reason, recruiting for the United States military in all branches is down right now. Couldn't couldn't see why. Um, but, uh, man, um, I don't think we would need to do it right away. However, if we were put in a position to where we're all of a sudden going up against several nations... I mean, yeah, I could absolutely see them initiating the draft and using that as a weapon against the general public. Yeah. Do you think that the colleges, the college campuses are corrupted to prevent a response to 
a World War Three scenario where World these War. kids are so brainwashed that they're going to be like, oh, I can't go, you know. I don't think I understand what, what you mean. For example, you're seeing a lot of sympathy for Hamas on campuses right now. Yeah, programmed by, you know, I suppose. Do you think that's thing. intentional? I do, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Do you think it didn't? Okay. So, so you're saying essentially, uh, you know, education, media, virus media. Yeah, yeah. Whether they're China or whether they're uh, Iran or whether they're whoever. domestic. Domestic, yeah. Could be domestic. Um, you know, I, yes, I do think that is by design. And uh, I think that, you know, it, it's likely so. If you have young minds that are, you know, um, sympathetic to, uh, you know, a terrorist organization and, you know, they're, they're the, I support the current thing, um, kind of, uh, like that's, that's their culture and you have, I mean, social media and media that are all controlled by the same propaganda machine. And, and I could absolutely see building an entire generation or multiple generations that cannot fight will not fight and will not in the future gain enough courage to fight and it, 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 you what can they do you know what are they going to do they are okay so think of it like this if if me you or rich all of a sudden for whatever reason or and it could be any of our viewers too right if anyone um, if any one of us ended up in a situation where we had to no electricity, no Wi-Fi, no whatever, live off the grid and build a shelter and survive with our family or hold up in, in our house or whatever, do you, could you see someone like us who's actually been preparing for things like that? We don't want them to happen. Could you see then like a... 19 year old kid that just graduated or just uh, uh you know started going to like berkeley or some shit like that who is completely indoctrin indoctrinated who has fucking lgbt shit in their pro and ukraine flags and israel flags in their fucking uh twitter profile and, and ig and all you know you what know, i mean you know i like the people who have the the gay pride flag and the palestinian flag it's beautiful it's beautiful they're they're like um you know, like they don't understand that that is literally the man running the guillotine that you're saying you said, you're in line to the guillotine and you're holding a sign that says, I support the, you know, executioner. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I've been meaning to talk shit about this, but YouTube has a form where you can put your pronouns in. And for some reason, savior of the universe, star Lord, and Squadron Commander and Ultra Mega are not pronouns that you can use. Interesting, because you know what are? Off topic. She it. Off topic. <laughs> yeah. I, I my pronouns are she it. Cause I am the she it. <laughs> Sorry. Dad joke. My apologies. Um, yeah, no, it's fucking ridiculous. And uh, I think that he, there's no better way to subvert the country than it to do you know what's occurring right now yeah what if, they're definitely subverting the country whatever um, happened to fighting back whatever happened to taking a stand whatever happened to saying fuck you because, i don't want 
I think people are worried about getting canceled um, and they don't realize that what they're doing is walking towards the edge. That's an aspect of it. But I want to add one thing to that. When you were in school, let's, let's call it middle school and high school. Most people wanted so badly to be popular. I didn't. Right. Me either. I don't think, I don't think we're normal. Right. I would say rich, probably rich. You probably weren't in the, like, I'm a popular dude category no, no, i mean I, I definitely was not but there there were different groups but we all got along so here's the reason i'm bringing this up so when you're young like that you want so badly to be popular or you want so badly to not lose your popularity and the popular crowd is the i support the current thing right so if you ever say anything that is not in fucking lockstep with what the extreme left, and I hate the whole right and left thing, I'm just being real. If you say anything that is not in fucking lockstep with, you know, the leftist extreme fucking bullshit that's out there, then you're going to be not just canceled, like adults get canceled. Kids end up being, you know, made fun of and attacked, and, you know, they, they lose that popularity card, and I think they're scared of that too. And then that continues through college and through whatever the fuck then they get into you know a job then they have a job and they have a fucking hr department who's you know um you know a bunch of leftist fucks and you know it i don't know they would shrivel up and die yeah that's <laughs> well you're probably right yeah that was from safety harbor firearm saying that yeah yeah um i i think the softening of america is is a tactic used by our enemies yeah. I I honestly do. So I'm reading through some of the chat. If this is the end times, then we have nothing to look forward to. How yourself, how many survived the great flood, and do you really think God saved the rest? Well, the end times is not just a religious thing. Yeah. It would be the end of society as you know it. That's what we're talking about more than religion. Yeah, because there, we could get in a whole conversation about the rapture and if it's real and or the end and tribulations and this and we're not we're not really having that conversation. But also being realistic and looking at at the situation of several nations that are all, you know, armed in nuclear. Fire. Yeah, it, it's could it be the. Could man destroy this planet? Absolutely, no question. Well, I, I, I take, I, I don't think man can destroy the planet. I think man can destroy themselves. Yes, we could. Could men make it inhabitable? And I believe yes. Correct. Yeah, which would then extinguish man, and the Earth would be just fine. You know, they have this thing in, uh, in, in real estate where they talk about the. Uh, the value of land and uh you know land cannot be removed it cannot be moved it cannot be it's just land right it will always be land if nukes go i mean for all the people in there like no you could go in with an excavator of course right but you can't move 123 main street to you know 642 main street and call it 123 main street right like it's 
it, it it's you can't the land would not be as affected of course shit could blow up and and whatever like how long were they digging fucking mines and barbed wire and whatever those like big metal x things are out of fucking um normandy you know like yeah you're gonna fuck it up really bad but in the end it is land and it will still be you know uh there well after we're gone yeah a question what do you think the deal is with the nuclear detonation um the underground nuclear detonation in nevada that uh just happened that kind of violated the uh, the, the the nuclear testing ban uh, i'm not too hip on that i don't really know a whole lot some people had said that it, it wasn't like a a real nuclear device it was just a little nuclear you know what the uh, hell it's the difference between a little nuclear and a real nuclear well you know somebody better make an agency like the gtf to make sure we could uh you know watch out for these cocksuckers you know rich Jeez. be careful don't flash your credit card doggy um so yeah i mean and obviously i'm joking fuck the atf and any governmental agency um but you know i i don't know uh school me on it i'm, I'm not too hip now there's an underground nuclear test in nevada um and there is a nuclear uh testing ba uh, ban the treaty and, and did they actually test something or they blew some shit up and and what did they blow up something nuclear yeah but do we do we know like what it was it was a bomb okay but we don't what know like recent? i haven't heard of any of this yeah yeah that, it was very recent um, like it was within the last like month i think yeah um they were able to test the seismic activity in some like uh, the nuclear crap yeah hold on most older millennials and all us gen x's are decades into not giving a fuck about cancer can't cancel culture because the boomer buddy system cancel cultured us out of jobs we deserved for decades damn okay. so so here this is what happened uh russia said we want to revoke the, the global test ban of the ratification and we're planning on pulling out of the the global test ban so then like an 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 hour like a couple hours later like not even a day later a couple hours later we detonated a nuclear bomb in nevada jesus it doesn't give us any information on what was actually detonated though no no we we don't know it was a, it was a nuclear weapon it was done underground, so. Sorry, I'll put this away. I just wanted to show it off for a second and show off the goon beam. That thing has been rock all solid, right. bro. Yeah, okay. If For all those on the audio, since we're tailoring this whole audio, he was showing his AR-15 with a goon beam attached to it. Yeah, this is my, uh, I call it my Dark 18. This is a 10.3 inch 5.56 with the, uh, an AAC 30 cal suppressor and a goon beam light. There it is. Okay, uh, yeah, so I mean, obviously, I, I, I don't think that we should be, uh, you know, 
testing any nuclear devices, but I mean, let's be real. How, how are these nations going to build nuclear devices and arm themselves with nuclear devices and never test them? They would then just be a bunch of Polymer 80 Reddit users that build guns and never shoot them. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I would think I would expect them to to test their weapons, and if they told us they're not going to, then I would expect them to lie about testing their weapons. You really can't hide testing a nuclear weapon. It depends. I mean, it depends on what it is, the size of it, and it depends on like, you know, are they using uh, an actual nuclear charge and reflectors, or are they just testing a weapon system that can be. No, well, you know, you're talking about like doing the core, but if it's a hydrogen yeah. bomb, then they have to test a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Uh, for th- those that you don't that don't know, um, an atom bomb, uh, which is um, a fission bomb, is they you have the core, which is the 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 nuclear material, the fissile material. And then you surround that with a basically a giant sphere of TNT, and that sets off the bomb and calls it to you know reach a critical mass and boom, explode. And a hydrogen bomb is the nuclear material is inside, and then you surround it with the with an atomic bomb. Yeah. But the triggering mechanism for a hydrogen bomb is an atomic bomb. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty badass. It, uh, I mean, I just, I just could not see in any situation, any nation, especially the U.S. that lies about everything, um, how they would not test them. I mean, I well, I know. you know, it's testing. You cannot hide a nuclear test. You just can't. What are y'all's thoughts on nuclear bombs in general? And then let's get to the test. Okay, a nuclear bombs in general. Wait a, Wait a second. You can hide a nuclear test, and, and there was fear of people hiding nuclear tests that they were going to be doing it on the dark side of the moon. And that's why we intentionally put probes up to make sure the Russians weren't testing nukes on the dark side of the okay, moon. You can't hide a nuclear test that's done on the you know, on, on, on Earth. On the Earth. Yes. All right. Good point. Uh, okay, well, here, okay, so nuclear weapon. Okay, I'm going to have a little bit, maybe a controversial statement. Okay. But I think nuclear weapons is one of the greatest things for peace peace ever in the, in the world. Okay, that's I, I expect that coming from you. I thought you were going to say, well, I don't think these countries should be armed. You know, because no. when you said, prepare, like I was preparing for a... Uh, controversial take on it which i was like oh my god is is the the two a absolutist gonna say that uh, a nation shouldn't be armed no what i'm saying is uh nuclear weapons have probably saved more lives than it's taken in fact if you look at the estimates for total casualties of taking japan during world war ii it it was one million u.s soldiers were going to die taking japan so right there that saved a lot of lives during World War II. The fact that we had hydrogen bombs and the Russians had hydrogen bombs prevented World War III from kicking off a lot earlier in the 60s and the 70s. Yeah. Immediately assured destruction. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm I'm in the same camp, and I think that absolutely, just as an individual has the right to any tool, any tool of their choosing for, you know, self preservation and preservation of innocent life, I think that uh, you know nations have the uh, the same right to arm themselves. Now, I I also I don't think there should be any restriction on anyone with any weapon at all. Period whether it's an individual or a nation, although something in my gut is telling me people should be free and governments should be reined in, right? So rein in the government, give them, let, but at the same time, I, you know, it, it's, it's a matter of contention with me because I believe that nations should have the ability to arm themselves with, with, you know, anything that they see fit but I also believe the same thing for us as individuals, and they're certainly stepping on that. So I'm like, fuck the government, you know, <laughs> you can't have shit until I can have what the fuck I, I want. And, and you know, what I see fit uh, for, you know, self-preservation. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we're going to I think we're at a good stopping point here. Yeah, it's a beautiful stopping point. I think we did uh, really good. We have red faced rich down at the bottom. Red face hey, rich. Yeah, it's called brake lights. Oh, that sucks. Totally. So, yeah. Rich, where can everyone find you? Uh, I'm on the Florida Turnpike at the uh, <laughs> what, what rest area? Uh, FlyingRich.com or Flying Rich on YouTube or Flying Rich Firearms on YouTube. And awesome. Dark, where they can find you? Where can they find you? Yep, so I'm uh, Dark with DLD After Dark, and I uh, run the YouTube channel, DLD After Dark, where uh, you know we have guests come on, we have conversations, uh, mostly firearm-related, firearm-building, basically firearms, freedom, independence, survival, um, you know, self-defense situations, it was, you know, endless topics. Uh, but uh, DLD After Dark on YouTube, DLD After Dark on Instagram, and also DLD After Dark on Twitter, X, whatever that fucking shit place is called and also uh i own a company called dld hardware where uh, i help people uh with products to build guns so and you can give out the website too i can actually it's dldhardware.com and um you know it's it's the cheapest place for jigs and also other tools and things that'll help you uh with building and i thought i had here i have i have this uh the audio listeners won't be able to see it but for those that are watching, this is the Frag Out uh, Design Studios upper and lower that uh, I just recently painted. This is a uh, an engraved AR-15 upper and lower that is kind of like paisley floral engraved that is gray and black battle-worn. And I got the handguard over here too, but this is going to be a build with... It's funny, it's an Anderson upper and lower, and it's going to have BCM, Noveski, and Geisley parts in it. So it's going to be kind of like a pony express um you know gucci build but uh yeah uh for for all you guys um yeah come check me out on the uh, internet where we talk about fun stuff thanks john for having me yeah no problem you can find me at flying uh, not flying rich sorry at <laughs> news on youtube john crop live on youtube check out my stuff at Amaland and spade and neuter your pets and with that we are out of here we'll be back next week this is the second episode of the uncensored podcast check out my other podcast you can go to crumby.com 
And you can check out my other podcast, John Crump Live, and my news channel is John Crump News. You were just triggered by the Uncensored Podcast. Be sure to come on back next time to get pissed off all over again. Be sure to send your hate mail to hate at uncensored.